Thanks for joining us on Sandful Radio, Zach Milbank here, and with me today is Sandful's female talent manager, Robbie Neal, to chat about the 2021 AFLW draft, which is coming up at 6.15pm SA time on Tuesday. And Robbie, exciting times for several budding young South Australian AFL players. Yeah, absolutely, Zach. And uh, it's earlier this year, being July. Um, we know we're not having this discussion in October, so mm. clubs are obviously getting prepared earlier, given the, the earlier start of the year. We're, we're starting the season before Christmas at AFLW level. So, um, yeah, clubs are, are getting themselves organised and um, they'll be starting pre-season uh, in September, which sounds quite funny. Yeah, it certainly does. Uh, obviously, everything shifting forward and uh, the girls or the AFLW in general just uh, continuing to expand, as is the Sandful W, which is great to see and uh, becoming more and more professional. Just um, for uh, listeners' benefit, to guide us through some of the overall numbers in terms of uh, nominations, Robbie, this year, uh, just to get a bit of a handle as to how many South Australian girls are in the pool. Yeah, well, in the, the South Australian uh, draft, there's, there's um, close to 40 uh, who have nominated for here, for the for the Crows, I suppose, to entertain uh, whether they uh, would like to take them. So, yes, uh, yeah, I think it's around 39, I think, in the in the final report. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a number of, of uh, also nominated interstate sacks. So we probably have just over 50 players who have nominated uh, to be taken by an AFLW club. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and with Adelaide only... The, the only club with a licence, uh, yeah, they have, you know, obviously uh, reasonable choice, um, mm-hmm. knowing that uh, they've got pretty much exclusive rights over, over South Australia. Um, and it's a little bit more um, competitive, obviously, in Victoria when you've got eight clubs. Yeah. Um, trying to you know, get into a pool of around 320 players wow. to nominate for Victoria. So they've got to do their homework on all those players because it's, in a sense, it's probably just a miniature version of what a, a national draft is for the men's. Mm. They, they need to do their due diligence on, on everyone, mm-hmm. uh, but also consider some interstate talent if they do want to ha- bring them over perhaps as a, a free agent, someone who's nominated for their home draft, for example, SA, mm-hmm. uh, but an SA player might be happy to go um, interstate as well. So they need to sort of uh, get their their feelers out and understand exactly what the talent pool is, is like across the country mm-hmm. uh, in order to be able to fill their list. So that's a good point that you make there. Um, just uh, guide the listeners through uh, what happens with the AFLW draft process. It's a little bit different to the boys where um, going into a draft, it's very uncertain and uh, the boys could go to any part of the country. But obviously, due to relocation costs and um, the sport still being somewhat semi-professional at AFLW level, it is quite different, isn't it? It is. So the players nominate a state of preference, and they'll nominate for that draft. So, uh, and at the moment, yeah, we're very, uh, very semi-professional. Uh, so all the girls, they study, they work, mm. uh, a little bit like perhaps when I played in the 90s, it was yeah. very similar to that, where we, yeah, we uh, we worked and then went to training um, after work and, um, and away we went about our business. So... Uh, so, as I mentioned, Adelaide will have uh, about 40 players to choose from from the SA draft. Now, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that a player who isn't taken by Adelaide can't get on an AFLW list. So, what yep. a club can do, they can elect to pass on a choice uh, in the draft mm-hmm. and then be able to take a, an interstate talent uh, the next day as a free agent. Okay. So, yep. it happened a couple of years ago with Hannah Munyard. Yeah. Um, she wasn't taken by Adelaide. 
originally and the Western Bulldogs pounced. Mm-hmm. And with that, they were able to relocate her to Melbourne and she was able to play with the Bulldogs for a season before returning to, to Adelaide. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, and it's happened with a with a number of other players as well. So um, there's a there's a there's still opportunity for players if they are overlooked by their home state, uh, if they're prepared to to look elsewhere, um, yep. and clubs show, show an interest in them. Uh, there's always that opportunity of them to be able to kickstart their career um, elsewhere. Yeah, of course, Nadia Von Birdo heading over to St Kilda, and uh, we've seen a couple of the North Adelaide girls went over to West Coast in Caitlin Pope and Amber Ward, which is fantastic to see. Um, uh, let's, I guess, have a look at the South Aussie pool, Robbie. Uh, we had our AFLW Combine held uh, oh, about a week or so ago at Nazareth, and then also the 2K time trial over at Santos Stadium. We had eight girls testing. Um, probably fair to say the couple of the standouts were Zoe Prowse and also Gypsy Shermer. Yeah, and they're both AFLW uh, Under-18 Academy members. Mm. Uh, Brooke Tonon was also um, a late addition after the Nationals to that academy as well. So mm-hmm. we had three girls who were part of that National Academy. Now, they weren't able to do much this year. Mm. <laughs> Every time they had something yeah. planned, Tark and Lockyer had something planned um, with the AFL to, to do something, they uh, had to be canned. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think they spent more time on Zoom than um, <laughs> actually uh, spending any time together. But they were able yep. to spend uh, a couple of days after our National Championships mm-hmm. in April in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, so Zoe and Gypsy were able to stay over for an extra couple of days and, and spend some time with, uh, uh, I suppose, their counterparts from from other states and um, yep. and do a bit of um, bit of team building in amongst that and, and learn a little bit more about what it takes to become an AFLW player mm-hmm. um, in the future. Um, and they've done a lot of on- online stuff since then when they've had things planned to to meet and, and play some games um, in Melbourne. Uh, it's obviously been canned due to the situation we're in at the moment. So yeah, uh, so. Uh, and I suppose we've got our national championships. We got we got it completed, and we got our combine completed. The boys, unfortunately, they're in a the situation where yeah. they're cancelling things and rescheduling, and and having to come up with uh, contingency plans. So, mm-hmm. uh, but our female talent got uh, got uh, every opportunity to be able to display their talent this year, and, and we yep. weren't too badly affected. And obviously, uh, with Zoe Prowse, you mentioned there, and also Brooke Tonnen, um, there in terms of players, Zoe obviously we've seen. Uh, playing the ruck for Sturt initially, um, but this year she had a bit of a different role. They sort of had to throw around a bit due to necessity and, um, yeah, almost playing as that tall midfielder. And then Brooke Tonnen, obviously a key part of that uh, Glenelg Premiership side. Yeah, so Zoe is about 178 centimetres. She's got a great vertical leap, but at AFLW level she might not necessarily play as a ruck. So mm. this year at Sturt she spent a bit of time playing in the midfield, and I think she can play as a as a defender as well. She's actually quite flexible and can play um, uh, numerous spots around the oval and mm. um, very competitive. So she's got that certainly in her nature. Um, yeah, Brooke Tonnen spent uh, this year playing as a, as a defender, and her, her weapon was obviously... Um, you know, in in uh, offence, I suppose, and, and once yep. the, the ball was transitioning out of defence, her ability to be able to hit targets and and uh, and help the help the Tigers um, exit the defensive fifty was was an absolute highlight. As not to mention her, her competitiveness as well, and um, she certainly showed that um, over in Melbourne in the in the national championships. So she was terrific. And Gypsy's got terrific athletic attributes. She's a um, she's a very fast athlete. She's a good kick, um, well balanced, and uh, she's a similar height to Zoe actually. Mm-hmm. But she'll tend to play. Um, well, she can play anywhere across the park too. And she, 
Sheffield, I think she found a little bit of a niche playing across half back in our last game against the Allies, and I think she enjoyed that. And I think she had a bit of exposure there at South Adelaide before the end of the season as well. But mm. um, yeah, so yeah, she's a another wonderful um, talent for the future, and um, yeah, those girls are, are certainly um, examples of, I suppose, the the development of our our Sanford clubs now, mm. and they've, they've spent good time in there preparing and becoming better players. So when they come into our our uh, state program they're they're reasonably well credentialed before they even pull on the red guernsey yeah and what about a couple of the west adelaide girls zoe venning and abby ballard both had very different um i guess ways to burst onto the scene uh, venning um really did explode this season in particular um getting a powerade breakthrough nomination obviously uh state uh sent advertiser sample w team of the year and uh abby ballard uh probably uh burst on a couple of years ago but she's just um sadly for her had some injury setbacks along the journey probably the last 12 to 18 months but she's just starting to get her body right now which is good to see and we know she's a really long left foot kick yeah she got syndesmosis um, in a trial game, unfortunately, so she missed our under nineteen championships, and and Zoe had a fantastic championships, and she was a, an all Australian um, as well. So she um, she was uh, she was wonderful, along with uh, Lauren Young, who's obviously too young to get drafted. Yeah. She's still another couple of years away, and uh, and Zoe Prowse as well. But no, Abby tested really well. Um, she worked really hard on her conditioning this year. I know when she was in rehab, and. Uh, she really showed that she's in pretty good nick at the moment. It's only going to mm. get better for her. So if she gets that opportunity, she'll be a. She's a. She's obviously short in stature, but she's got really good balance. Wonderful decision maker. Uh, wonderful um, exponent of handball, setting outsiders free. But she's a beautiful kick as well. So she mm. makes good choices and she's able to execute. That makes her a really valuable player. Uh, this would be a very heartwarming story if she were to land on an AFLW list, but Leah Cutting, obviously we all know what she's achieved with the Nord Footy Club uh, this year in particular, becoming uh, the first uh, female player to reach 50 Sandful W games, along with um, both Leah Tynan, Leah Tynan as well. Um, yeah, it would be a wonderful story, uh, 29 years of age and finding herself uh, at uh, semi-professional level. Uh, we know she's a police officer by trade as well, so um, certainly keep things in line. Yeah, and, and it's, uh, it's a wonderful story for, for, for Cutters. And, and uh, yeah, she's such an enthusiastic player. She's, she was a wonderful member of our Stanford W All-Stars um, group and um, she trained really hard. Leading up into the into the combine, so uh, and she, I think she ended up winning the two k out of our group. So mm. um, it was a, a really terrific effort by her. She's putting it, her, you know, all her eggs in this in this basket to be able to hopefully get on a AFLW list um, now. And uh, yeah, she's prepared to put uh, work on hold for, for around six months anyway, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, give herself a, an opportunity to be able to do it. But it would be a wonderful story, Zach. Exactly, mm. and. Uh, yeah, to get to that 50-game milestone, it's it's amazing now. We, we're going to start getting players you know, achieving that. In fact, we're going to have a whole lot of young players who are going to hit 50 games yeah. soon who started at 16 years of age. So, yeah, yeah it's just, uh, yeah, our competition is, is certainly growing and it certainly um, has a lot of eyes 
um, on it, from especially from, from those clubs interstate. They really value our competition and it's producing some wonderful talent. They certainly do, and certainly some eyes at Alberton will be firmly fixed on the Sandful W next year because uh, they'll be looking to come into the AFLW competition and obviously, uh, as a result, there'll be more South Australians uh, taken more than likely, Robbie, in the 2022 AFLW draft. That's right. So, yeah, basically forming a, a list from scratch. Uh, Port Adelaide will certainly be um, looking to uh, to get the best available talent there, both from the underage. And, and Port Adelaide have done a, a lot of work in the, the Next Generation Academy space with the Crows as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And both clubs have been... Um, part of our pathway uh, in producing the under-16 state team in, in uh, previous years, obviously pre-COVID, mm-hmm. uh, where the girls would come from their sample clubs at under-15 level, get nominated uh, into next-generation academies with uh, the North girls, Centrals, Glenelg and Sturt players going to, to Adelaide. The other mm-hmm. four clubs have their girls go to the power and uh, from there, they're able to have you know, two squads of, of 30. The whole nomination process comes from our sample clubs yep. as well. So they nominate their best talent that goes through. They spend time in their academies, uh, in the AFL club academies over the summer, and then uh, play uh, three uh, trial matches against each other, little mini showdowns, if you will. And uh, from there, we're able to select a, a state 16s program. So uh, that's been affected, obviously, by the COVID pandemic over the last 18 months. But... Mm. Um, but Port and, and Adelaide have also they've worked uh, really diligently with our with the underage programs and they've worked quite closely with us. It's been a really good partnership. So Port are, have already had a number of players that have gone through their academy. Some of them are on AFL uh, W list now. A number of they're, they're at the Crows. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they'll be have their eyes on a few um, and uh, and obviously some SA talent that's um, now interstate. Maybe looking at uh, bringing them home as well. Terrific care. We look forward to seeing that evolve over the next 12 to 18 months, that is for sure. Robbie, thank you very much for your time today on Sandful Radio. We do appreciate that as Sandful's female talent manager, bringing wonderful insight into the class of 2021, the South Australian girls who are got their fingers and toes and everything else crossed uh, ahead of the AFLW draft at 6.15pm SA time and of course uh, you can stay tuned to all the Sample channels and a Sample website wrap will be up there on the night so uh, yeah, thank you very much for your time Robbie. Thanks Zach, looking forward to seeing you back at work mate, hopefully <laughs> soon. Likewise. See you mate.